re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. Welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room, the men with the pen. Uh, we are back. It's been it's been a little longer break than we planned, but uh, we're very, very happy to be providing this podcast for you all. I'm happy to be back with my guys, the boy Armand, journalist, editor, all that good stuff. Um, it's my birthday weekend, so I'm feeling real nice, real, real nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do this alone. I got my incredible black man with me. How, how y'all feeling, man? Let the people know who y'all are. What's good? What's good, y'all boys? It's CC, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. Got body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gem like Amethyst. You can put any nigga next to me and dope ass women going to look at him like, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself. Keep going. You are the world. So give all you can to take care of your body, your people, and your land. Check, check. It. Ten nigga. We're chanting that. Uh, reporting live from the mid-card, uh, Channing, Grandpa Chan. Um, you know, my mid-card brethren, we're going through some trials and tribulations right now. You know, they're trying to, you know, make the make the, make the the division leaner. That's the word we're getting. They want it to be lean, um, you know, a versatile division. Um, so, you know, just getting through that, you know, getting ready for uh, this Money the Big Ladder match, you know, which this year, you know, our people are represented much more than years past. I'm very happy about that. Um, but, you know, just been living life, relaxing, trying to, you know, get my, you know, playoff P energy going. So everything's good over here. There we go. There we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we are part of the A-Show RNC Network. If you don't follow us, follow us on Twitter. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, subscribe to the Patreon, because if you're not subscribed, you can't hear a fun conversation we're going to have later that I think you all have a lot of opinions about, but you don't get that till later. So we're about to jump into the fun stuff. Let's jump into our pre-write where we recap storylines in the WWE that are really, really fucked right now. We've been away for a little bit, so I think we'll have a lot to say here. So, fellas, what's going on in the WWE right now that you're really, really fucking with? Um, <laughs> I think a better question would be to insert not really fucking with into that into that that question. Because um, then I, I can give you, uh, you know, about 50 minutes. But if you want five minutes, then I guess ask the question like you normally did. Um, dude, Honestly, so here's what I'll say. At the WWE at this point probably has the best re- in-ring wrestlers like all around that they've ever had in their uh their uh company history. Yeah. And that is the best part about the WWE right now. Um at least only and that's only because it's muddied by by Raw or whatever. And um I say that to say like I don't know if anybody's been watch- whoever's been watching Raw for the last month and a half um it hasn't been me. I started off strong in the, the top of the month or whatever, but I, you know, I, I kind of got busy and I had some stuff going on, so I missed it. I go back to catch up. I find out I I could have just rewatched the shows I had already watched four times and done the equivalent of keeping up with the shows because what the fuck? We're just running it back, man. We're at the point where we're just running it and running it back, but there's a silver lining. There is a silver lining. I found out something. The little guys are going to save the mid card and that's going to help raw because raw has a terrible mid card right now. Smackdown is kind of like Smackdown is kind of on fire right now. Even they, they trash it is not even that bad. Cause you just got to tweak a little, a uh, couple things to fix it. But raw is a kind of a dumpster fire, but Umberto Carrillo, Ricochet, there's an uh, Cedric Alexander. There's a chance here for there to be a mid card built up with these great, wrestlers and um all these guys are really really good in ring they just got to get that second level like um personality thing and what they're right for right now is like a newer like we need like a, a chris jericho somebody who can just like talk on the mic like so well or whatever they can get everyone else over and get everyone into their stories or whatever because you know the you know amongst the little guys on raw there's not really 
not that good of a talker. I can see Cedric becoming that. I'm starting to see him yeah, maybe. He's, he's probably the best of the bunch that you Yeah. And if he steps up into that role, there's a potential that we could see like a mid car with kind of like smaller guys, kind of Chris Jericho size, like all oh, like Cedric Alexander Ricochet or whatever that kind of goes on to be great for about two years. And I can see that, but they would have to capitalize on this. So if, if for any reason that anybody who works at WWE is listening to this right now, I'm telling you, you got the guys get a creative team on the side, come up with the stories, just pitch the stories to them. Don't worry about like trying to create the stories in-house. Do that shit at home. Bring it back to the goddamn office and try to get some shit going with them. I'm telling you, you're going to cash the fuck out, man. There's some opportunity there. You know what's crazy? I was like listening to you talking. I'm like, who's the United States champion? I really couldn't remember. Nigga. I had to Google it. It's Seamus. It's Seamus. Yeah. Where's Seamus been at? <laughs> I, like, I was like, who is the United States champion right now? I can't even remember. You just ruined my my free ride because I was <laughs> up. Uh, the U.S. title scene needs a shakeup because yeah. I forgot who the U.S. champion was. Let's was sit here googling. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, like it would be cool to see Cedric have a match with who? Like, who would he have a match with? Who is Mansoor going to face when they have another crown jewel? And that's yeah, I don't so you, remember. dude, you got Mansoor, you got motherfucking Umberto Carrillo, you got Ricochet, like, I, like Ali, yeah. like, look at this, like, you really have an opportunity to create like a whole nother program within your program. Like, th- this is a great opportunity. I know a lot of the bag is going to be fumbled, but can we save some of it? <laughs> give yeah. us, you like, you could give us a, a fatal filing with those guys. That's huge. That, yeah, that, that might steal the show. At I'm any. watching that same match every week. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, he can even be like some number one contender shit. Like, there has to be like nothing on the line but a shot at a title, and it would burn house. Or like, I hope they bring back some type of King of the Ring thing where there's just a lot of matches with people. So you could like those tournaments that NXT does really let a lot of people shine. And there's you don't have to have a storyline as to why they're facing each other. They're facing each other because that's the bracket. And I think yeah. that's an easy way to get these different matchups. And I think you can really build up shit. Like, that's where we have people like Cameron Grimes and shit. Cameron Grimes didn't even win. The guy who won isn't even in WWE anymore. Jordan, whatever, I forget his name. But um, so but it just gives you time for people to shine and you see them. Or like the May Young Classic, you just see them. And then you have all these, like, kind of retroactive storylines you can make from that, like, down the road. A year later, like, oh, you got me out the King of the Ring tournament or whatever. Like, there's just so much there for that. But I do that's- think part of it – oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Part of it is I think if they're in a figure eight is a more of a business thing because they're about to start touring. And I think they're saving a lot of the stuff that's interesting for touring. So I think they are purposely not doing new stuff because they want like, even like you said with like the edge thing, it's like, they're probably going to cap the edge thing and money in the bank so they can do the big thing for SummerSlam. And it's like, so that way edge can get Rollins at SummerSlam. But like, you can tell, like, I feel like a lot of stuff now is like, we're giving you like the bare minimum. Because, like, we really want these big pops and these big moments and comebacks and shit for fans. That, yeah. I, I, so there's two points. One, you kind of hit on something like you hit on what's coming later with my actual rewrite. Um, It's a great idea. (laughs) Excuse me. And um, two, another great point that you made is like, yes, it gives people that time to see. And like, I, I think you, you, uh, you're right about that. They're probably waiting to like show all these people. And I, I just hope that they actually do because I'm thinking about it. You know, it's tough to create all these stories constantly on your head. Like you're just going to, you know, you're going to get fatigue or whatever. And sometimes you can just let the crowd do that for you. You let them do that for you by having these guys yeah. go out and they'll just show you what kind of character they're supposed to be and let them let it write it for you. So I think with the yep. live shows, we're going to see it, but just, like WWE for the life of God, please like just stay committed to letting them at least like demo this shit out in front of people. Like let them go see it. Will you see Mansoor and all these guys or whatever in person? There's no way you're not gonna be like, oh shit, like you they're they're gonna be able to get that chance. So let them have the chance and let them have it more than fucking once, please. <laughs> please. And it also sounds bad, and I'll get to my kind of relates to this topic, but like what we're gonna talk about later as well. The whole thing with all these releases you're like kind of forced to like these people have to wrestle because there's really no one else here. Like Jeff Hardy has to wrestle now. Like you have to be on TV. Dolph Ziggler, like, like normally that the match on SmackDown where Jimmy's facing Dolph, that could have been anyone, but because like, there's no one else here to wrestle Dolph, you got to take this pin today. Like, I'm sorry. Like no one else is, is, is dressed to wrestle today. So I think that's part of it too, that we will see some of these guys surely because like someone has to eat these Drew McIntyre claymores. Yeah, you know, so someone has to do it. Like it, it's, I'm sorry. Like someone has to get put into the hurt lock, and it, it can't be Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods every week. 
So I think that'll too. But speaking of people to come up, um, this is someone who is has a very interesting relationship with wrestling Twitter versus his relationship with wrestling fans versus relationship with Hunter Herms Helmsley. Um, and that's Karrion Cross, Vitamin K, as I like to call him. Um, a lot of people saw on Twitter. He premiered on main event. You know, it, it seemed like a soft premiere. Like they opened restaurants with like a soft opening where like he came in, he had the belt, but he, his entrance was very like generic. It, it felt like it was almost like a placeholder. Like they just kind of just wanted to see him walk out and wrestle and stuff, not like really have him debut because the lights didn't even go down. And it was like his full NXT entrance is like so like produced and very like everything. So I think fire. that was part of it. Oh, it's hard. And I'm sure yeah. with fans, it'll be hard. And I have a very, like, interesting relationship with Karrion Cross because, like, while I'm not kayfabe only, I'm, like, not really into the, the dirt sheets and rumors or even, like, wrestling wrestlers' personalities. Like, of course, I love and support BLM Randy. But in terms of, like, the QAnon wrestlers, like, I find about it at the very end. Like, I found about Jackson Riker, like, once it was, like, all over Twitter. And so I didn't know Karrion Cross had those kind of affiliations when I first saw him wrestling. So my first thing was, like, Oh, okay. I'm here. Alistair Black adjacent. I'm a fighter. Demonic. The entrance super hard. Your wife. I love a valet. Scarlet Rideau. Holla at me. You know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I was fucking with it. I like you know. I like the moveset set a little bit. You know, it, it it was it was it was cool. But you hear about it, it's like ah, oh, like I kind of really wanted to like you, and I really can't. But then, but I do think his gimmick in general works better on the main roster because I think NXT because of who he has to face all the time, it's just not, there's only so many times you can face Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. It's like, why is this big bear of a man fighting these children? Like why, where are the adults for him to fight? And NXT just doesn't really have them up on like the, the top of the roster right now. Like the team's gone. Damien's gone. Bronson has North American title. Like a lot of their bigger guys, Killian Dana, just like, they're just gone. Um, and so I think, uh, I mean, unless, you know, obviously Samoa Joe, that's always could happen, but, I think that is kind of my big thing. This is, I hope he is being brought up quickly. And I don't know how he's going to lose the belt because they're built him up very strongly, but I really hope he is being brought up and can give, like we're talking about that mid card, the main event picture, something interesting, something different, because like we don't really don't have anything like him. Like we have big guys, but like even we don't have Braun anymore. Like we don't have, someone's got to eat these like big guy monster minutes. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see if he gets put up where like, a match, simply put, a match with him versus Bobby, him versus Sheamus, him versus Zara, it just looks more like, okay, yeah, these two people would are in the same weight class. They would fight. That makes sense. Yeah. Like he can have more regular matches. Whereas, like, at a certain point, it's like Kyle O'Reilly literally weighs, like, half of your weight. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> this is just not – there's no reasonable – it was like when Adam Cole faced Keith Lee. It's like there is simply no reasonable <laughs> way for him to be. Like, you can't – like, Adam Cole's a great wrestler, but at a certain point, it's like – even on his knees for the last shot, he's taller than that. Like it doesn't, this isn't believable. It's just not realistic as the gift says. Um, and so I'm really hoping vitamin K, you know, comes up probably raw. I'm guessing if the stuff, like I'm guessing because it seems like Drew's out of the title picture, you're going to want another big guy. Um, probably raw, depending on wherever they do the draft. I don't know, but I hope that he comes up and, you know, he would get excused. Like that. He would, he would really get. Exposed. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. And, Owens would have him in the blender Owens, on the mic. Owens and Sammy's name will have him in the fucking blender. But it's crazy to say someone in NXT, like he, he's losing stock in NXT. Which yeah. yeah. Gain stock. Like that's where people are like, yo, you need to. And like people want him on the main roster just because like on NXT, he's continuing to his, his value is decreasing. It's like, we don't, yeah, we don't really fuck with you here. Like you <laughs> main roster and be, be, be the big man, be the, be the monster heel type dude. Cause NXT, you don't work. Like this is a worker show. Yeah, bro, we wrestling over here, dog. <laughs> you know what I just thought about too? Um, he can be Raw's Baron Corbin. Yeah, like yeah, Raw exactly. needs a Baron exactly. Corbin. He that's exactly yes. what he could be. Cause like Karrion Cross is like, I love his like, and I feel the same way, like Channing or whatever. Like, I even like when he first debuted, I just looked at him and I was like, I don't want to know about your past because I could just feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, please, I just, you know, it's just like, I don't want to know, know where that's going. Really are. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's a lot like, of K's in the name. It's a lot of K's. Yeah. That was the K's first thing that threw me off. I was like, <laughs> yeah. mm, whenever I see the word cross with a K, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> but then also like yeah. came out and like, he, you know what it was? He was so good at it. Like with the face, I was like, mm, you too good at that face. I don't know. But like, mm. that's what also made me like him at the same time as a wrestler. Like he really gets over or whatever. But like, when I think about it or whatever, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I don't really need 
uh, either like a one show or like, you know, I don't need a four show or even just a one show um, kind of setup for him to be there all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. like Baron Corbin, like Baron yeah. Corbin will be sitting in the background. You forget this nigga is like even uh, in the back, whatever. And something's going on in the ring. He comes out and after he's done talking, it's like, oh, yeah, that is a good reason why these two should fight. And then they go yeah. fight <laughs> and yeah. carry across. I can see absolutely that for him. That is absolutely like, I, where he. I, too, would want to fight Baron Corbin. Like, it just makes, as soon as you see me, like, yeah, I'd want to beat him up. And I'll say, like, like you're talking about Martin, like, his stock going down. That Adam Cole promo where he says, all, all you have to do to make me feel special is ring the damn bell. I'm like, yeah, man, you're done, man. Like, like that's that's really awesome, like, back-to-back Drake shit, dog. That's, like, getting body by a singing nigga. Like, that's really some different shit, bro. You are you can't let a nigga talk to you like that, bro. I'm you really like, can't. Yeah. You just can't let another man talk to you like that, That's when you go bro. to the, it's like, oh, all right, I'll be back. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, bro. Like, and you got to go to the main rock. You let, you let dudes talk to you crazy, dog, in front of your wife. Your wife is here, wow. bro. Yeah, Your wow. wife is here, bro. Wow. Come on, bro. This man has a family. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to keep my free right, real, pre-write, rather, real, real short. Um, one person that I have to give flowers to, despite all of feelings about him outside of the ring, Riddle on Raw is dialed in. He is bro. performing at a level. He's like, 2018 Seth Rollins, 2017, 2018 Seth Rollins level right now. No bad matches. Nope. Every promo is really funny, really enjoyable. Like he is, he's, he, there's really not much to say. He's just, the few he's in makes sense too. Like who he's fighting makes sense. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like it's good, good oh. opponents too. Like it's a good story. Him picking up a win over Drew McIntyre. Yes. The Drew Mac, like let's let's just like, and I, we give praise to Drew a lot, but let's talk. Drew was the 2020 MVP for the WWE. Absolutely. He wasn't pinned by anyone, but for like a year. Drew is <laughs> besides Randy and Hell in a Cell. Yeah, like a couple random Raws, he might have got pinned on some cheap shit, but like Drew is is one of the guys. Yeah, for Riddle to defeat Drew to qualify for Money in the Bank, that says so much about how they feel about Riddle. That's a bro. That speaks volumes. To me, it feels like Randy getting up with him, spending time with him, then Randy yeah. going back to like Vince and all the other niggas and being like, yo, I went and checked the nigga out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like, I did, we did the uh, special about Diesel and Sean, and he talked about like part of how I got better was just being around Sean and Brett and like just seeing them wrestle and just talking to them. And I'm sure. Riddle is the same, but just being around Randy Orton, who is like we've talked, done everything. Like, there's nothing you can say about Randy Orton as a wrestler. Like, you just can't. And so, I'm sure just even just seeing, talking to him, just like watching him wrestle that close, you're gonna get better. Like, you're just gonna be a better wrestler. And so, and like, you know, that's what's, probably just osmosis. You know, what's fucking crazy about it? He's smoothly getting better. Cause, like, when I think about <laughs> it, like a year and a half ago, I would watch his matches and I was like, and I would think, like, I was like, if he keeps doing that, it's, this isn't going to last. You know, I'm, I'm looking at certain things. I'm like, and not even just like body wise. I'm just looking at it like, you know, how he's telling the story while he's wrestling in certain movies, picking and like, you know, using up a lot of energy at times. And and it's just certain things or whatever I was watching. It was like, you know, you could tell, but it was like youthful energy, excited kind of stuff or whatever. Now you can like when I'm looking at him now, it doesn't look like he's excited to be here. It looks like he's going to work. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but like, so when a nigga look like he going to work, but at the same time, have he having a ball with it? Oh, it, you get out the way. Get out the way. Hey. Well, what I'll say, too, and as someone who's watched two episodes of Dynamite this week, the nigga y'all think Kenny Omega is, that V-trigger, Matt Riddle got that shit ready, bro. Matt Riddle really be whooping niggas' ass in the ring. Like, when I say stiff, like, I'm telling you, this that man is wrestling right now. Like, it's just wild because I've been watching so many different wrestling. Like, a lot of things with AEW, them niggas is going. Like, them niggas is working. Mm -hmm. But then you think about Riddle, he right up there with him, bro. Riddle is up there work selling. Like yeah. the care, the facial stuff, the character work, like said, the stuff with Randy, where Randy, he said, Randy lose matches now. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, he's 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 doing his thing. I right became now. a stand as soon as the RK, as soon as the RKO hit. When they switch moves, chef's yeah. kiss. I I just I just, I was like <laughs> I have to stand. That was what I have to do <laughs> because that's what you would do. Like if you were tagging with Randy or you would you would RKO with somebody. And, and exactly. Randy, like I did that shit, bro. Like that's exactly what anyone would do. It's like related. It's like, yeah, 
obviously. Like, and that's my and that's my favorite thing about Riddle right now. It's like it's like all you like you guys mentioned, like everything, everything that you mentioned, like that's the whole point. It's like there's a whole checklist of things to get right and to get wrong. And then like, you know, there's a mix, like certain people have certain things that they get right and get wrong and whatever. And we accept them for who they are. And then like there are certain wrestlers who like come along and they just feel like these niggas just get every fucking thing right. Like they get the talking right. They get the story right. They get hot. Get, you know, they get the selling right or whatever. They get, you know, putting down the move. Right. Like just every little detail that goes into this shit. It feels like they're getting right. And that's what it feels like. This nigga is like fine tuning right now. And it makes sense because he with Randy and Randy's amazing at that or whatever. Like I watch Randy Orton matches now and I've probably seen like, I don't know, probably 200. You know, I don't know a lot of oh, Randy Orton Ran- Randy yeah. has tons of matches. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen a lot. And to this day, I watch a Randy Orton match and expect to be surprised at how he's going to surprise me or whatever. And it happens every fucking time or whatever. And I'm like, yo, to like be operating on that level after like 20 years of this is crazy or whatever. And Matt Riddle's like, yeah, give me that game. <laughs> yeah. He, he on some LeBron James shit where niggas was like, yeah, hey, Randy Orton about to be that nigga. And Randy Orton's like, yeah, I am. You're right. I'm about to be that nigga. Like, you're, you're 100% right. Like, I'm really about to do this. Like, <laughs> I just want to, I want to give flowers to him because I've enjoyed everything that he's doing. I enjoy the variety of his finishers. Well, he's got a submission. Yeah. He's got a fly. Top rope. Finisher. <laughs> he's got the bro Derek he's got so many different ways he can finish a match against you it's just like you get something new every time you watch and I genuinely enjoy it so much so giving my flowers to Riddle the wrestler Riddle the person whatever Riddle the <laughs> in ring promos elite yeah also cool. shout out to Riddle because me and him take the same medication if you know what I mean um, let's move on to our free ride. We kind of previewed this a little bit earlier, but I, I just want to start because that United States title division needs <laughs> putting it back. It needs shock treatment. It needs a charge. It's like it's like Chan said earlier. We forgot Sheamus was the U.S. champion. Yeah. It's very easily forgettable thing. If you look at SmackDown, you don't forget Paul Cruz is the champion. Paul Cruz is on TV every week. Granted, it's a two-hour show, so sure, it's different. But, like, Paul Cruz is on TV every week. His presence is felt, and he's just he, – he's a champion. He's he, he's feuding with important people. He's doing yeah. things. He was a money bank qualifier. Like, he's a, he's important because he's, like, the sec- supposedly the second highest male champion on the, on the show. Like, he's a guy. So, yeah. the, I think the U.S. title division needs it, absolutely. But that's that's all I got. How about y'all? Yeah, I mean, they. <laughs> it's like I was watching Seamus the one week or whatever, and he was like, you know, there, there, that fella or whatever. And I was watching Seamus, and I was like, even Seamus realizes that, yeah, I just gotta like make something up, man. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I'm just out here just making some shit up. <laughs> it's just like there's just no planning around it. But like it goes, I'm, I'm gonna like relate it back to Chan's point. Like you did make a great point, which now, like before that, I wasn't thinking that way. And now that's like my perception of it. Like, yeah, they're like, whatever it is, like, I don't think they've completely forgot about it. It's just, I think mostly like they're saving for it. And it makes a lot of sense. Cause if you look at who all could potentially go into the US title, that's a big contender pool. Yes. Or whatever, and you need to have great stories and matches to like go around that and the the things that end up don't going around the title like you know the people who just have their fuse that don't even involve a title so so yeah i think it's it's on the come up we're just in that part where it's just like you're going up waiting for the roller coaster coaster to hit or whatever but for some reason like you know when sometimes it plateaus this plateau was like a mile long <laughs> shit just boring <laughs> um for myself, I, I'll be it's kind of quick, but I, it kind of leads to my next point with Karrion Cross. Um, it's time for the biggest of the Wolves to come stateside. Uh, the ring general, uh, Walter of Imperium. It's time. It's time for Walter to come home. Like we we know UK title, UK title, which I will say I don't know if I said this before. One of the prettiest belts in all of wrestling. Like that oh, belt yes. design is crazy with like the lions on it, hard, but. He's gone, he's gone like almost like two years with it. He's got another few with Droganoff coming up. I'm sure it's going to bang. He'll probably kill each other. I think it's time for him to come stateside. Because like when Walter does have matches like against like Adam Cole when they fought like Undisputed Era and shit, everyone goes dummy. 
like the chain, the Walter chant, the entrance is impeccable. Like, don't change it. Don't change the music, the coat, the boots, the gear. Everything is perfect. Like, he's ready to come over and either be in the NXT title picture and be the dominant kind of heel that you kind of want Karen Cross to be. Honestly, or I could see him if it's a couple months from now debuting against Apollo for the Intercontinental title and be like, I'm here purely for gold. Like, I'm here just to win. I'm not here for feuds. I'm here for belts. And it can be him and Imperium, and then they can deal with as Commander Aziz. And then you really, like, debut Walter in a big way. Because I would say, like, the world title picture, but I think it's a bit too high because I don't think the casual person knows about Walter enough yet. But, like, if you put him in the mid-card, just that entrance alone and his, like, just his sheer size and watching him – once you watch Walter wrestle one time, you're like, yeah, he, that's that's fire. Like, that's fire. It's like Keith Lee's, like, yeah, he's fire. Like, I, I, I'm a fan. I, like, kids – adults men women everyone sees it like yeah that big guy doing that frog splash i'm in like i'm, I'm in for that and bro. so i think it come bring them stateside let's make it happen bro fatal five-way walter apollo sammy uh kevin biggie the chops the chops my guy Ooh. low low-key knee walter i still want to see the um like, I want Imperium to come over, too, and, like, feud with someone, because I like Imperium together. Like, also, I like, Survivor Series. I've never understood why they don't do um the UK champion versus the NXT champion. Like, instead of that triple threat, you should have, like, the UK champion versus the NXT champion and the Cruiserweight champion versus the North American champion and, like, separate them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think he, I think that could be another thing, too. Maybe they keep it on him until Survivor Series where he fights someone there. Because I think, like, a match with, like, him and Bobby or Roman, like, also if he if he I, I don't even if he faces Karrion Cross, he's sending Karrion Cross to God, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that man Walter, like, he'll really hurt that man. So like, I don't I hope I don't wish it on Karrion, but he would definitely hurt. So I, I just I just think we need more Walter in our lives. It's time. I was gonna say actually, like when you were talking earlier about Humberto, Ricochet, Cedric, I think the cruiserweight division should go across all three brains. Yeah. you know, if we're not going to have Sheamus defend his title, we're waiting for some reason to have him defending against someone. Humberto, Ricochet, Cedric, have them, yo, Cedric versus Kushida, Ricochet versus Kushida. <laughs> <laughs> That's he. Whoever the SmackDown Cruiserweights are that I can't think of right now, like, it, it don't, I, Raw really needs, I think Raw yeah. needs more than SmackDown, obviously. Like, all those little guys that you mentioned who are doing their thing, like, for them to have things that we're more invested in, like, I think if the cruiser, if Kushida came up to Raw one day for a match against Cedric, that'd be hard. That'd be so hard. I, I, I would love that. I'm here for mm-hmm. that. God damn. I'm imagining that match in my head right now and I want to watch it. <laughs> Fire. Um, okay, so we got through our division stuff. Uh, the call ups, how are they doing? Rhea Ripley. Um, I like Rhea a lot. I think she's really talented. And I think she just needs a little more time to get acclimated and step up her in-ring. Cause she look, like let's think about it. She's been in the ring with Oscar and Charlotte. Like those are two top yeah. goaded. So yeah. if you're not matching them, you're gonna look like you're not as good as you might be. Rhea's really good in ring, but she's still gotta get her chemistry together with Oscar and Charlotte. Um so I mean I think she's doing well. She's champion right now, so she's she's clearly doing well. And she she, you know, made it out of a title fence against Charlotte and um Oscar. Made it out of one against just Charlotte. Granted, it was disqualification. So they want her to be champion for some time for a reason. So I think, you know, she just needs to step up promos a little bit, step up her in-ring against those elite wrestlers. Like, if, if she's in there with someone who's at her level or beneath, I'm sure she'll shine. But, she, you know, they're, they're putting her in the fire, rightfully so. You're the Raw Wins champion. You have to defend against Charlotte. You have to defend against Oscar. You have to face these top-tier talents. And you have to bring your performance up to that level to where we're really believing in you as champion. I fuck with her as champion. I'm like, I don't think you're going to last long because, you know, what you're doing against these two is, but she's cool. I, I, I fuck with Rhea. How you asking about Rhea? You know, I, I had, I have two points. I'm still going to make them, but I realized after you just said what you just said, uh, the other side um, to what I'm about to say. One, the, the not, I'm not like talking to Rhea, but more so like the team that is Rhea that like makes the character or whatever um like you guys have to um play a little bit more with like language or whatever um she's she's gotta have something good to say on the mic by the time that the people get back because um you know like Armand said like you know she's just got here working in ring 
um you can't really judge the, the chemistry that much um or whatever even though like i've seen some stuff where it's just like oof, like you you guys should have practiced before you came out here but um but uh yeah like you've you've gotta uh you've gotta fix that and the second thing is um uh this like is where the kind of there's two sides of it my my the way i see it uh initially saw it was like if i see uh asuka take one more riptide and get pinned i'm going to call the doj and file for hate crimes um because it just didn't make sense to me it's what it, it's like is it five or six times now that she took the riptide and pin it's like up to that number it's a Oscar lot. loves a pin. Oscar will eat a pin, bro. We know that. Yeah, I, she gonna eat a pin, bro. And that's and that's that's all well and fine, except for the fact that it's just like you know. Uh, I, I saw somebody else made this point. It's just like Oscar beat. I think I think Oscar beat Rhea Ripley the one week or whatever, and then like the next week Charlotte beat her, and it was just like, all right, because I just beat you, I get hell in a cell. And it's like, well, what the fuck about Oscar beating her or whatever? And it's just like, so like it's like everything around that whole situation or whatever. Like here's or uh, here's the other side to it. It seems like they're just having Rhea cutting her teeth against the greats or whatever, so that when the crowd comes out, she can be that that uh, champion that they want to show off to people in person. The problem is you do you guys are still doing that shit on TV like you have to like work in some other stuff too but also at the same time because you're doing it on tv there's things that you can try and i feel like you guys just aren't trying like really too much or whatever and one place that you guys can start try on the mic like have her say some like crazy salty shit that'll lead to them having to do other shit in the ring because she talking great like to crazy in certain ways or blah 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 but just like find something fresh before the crowd come because like the crowd not gonna save it my nigga i'm telling you that right now I feel the same way about Rhea as I do about um, Markel Fultz. I feel mm. like what fucked her up is that they put her in WrestleMania two years ago. So that way, when you debuted her, you couldn't debut her as like anything less than the top of the card. And she, and this is obviously retroactive and like not, would never have actually happened, but just a thought. She would have done much better starting off in like a faction namely the yes. riot squad yes she would have been much better if she could have been with Liv and ruby and kind of grown naturally that it was way. fucking but right there went after the tag belts it, it would have to because ruby can really talk ruby can really work same with live i don't know if Liv can talk but she can work um and so well, maybe she can't work but she's pretty so let's just leave with that um but like i just think that would have done her much better so because you're just like helping her grow with it's kind of like they're doing Raquel and Dakota Kai where it's like you pair them with this person who is so uber talented that Ruby could have helped mold her and shape her because they're similar characters so she could have understand like where the promos are coming from and like that kind of thing and I think you just could have you would have not had to her do all this heavy lifting at once and kind of set her up to fail where it's like now she has to wrestle the greats because like you started off you can't go from one Wrestlemania you know wrestling Charlotte for the NXT title to the next one being in the women's you know battle royale they're just not gonna do that like you're just too hot um and so i think that was really how i feel about it. like i think they did her disservice doing that and i'm sure she'll figure it out she is very talented but um it's also hard too because there's just the dichotomy of like you and her and bianca and bianca is just so in my opinion much for a lot further along on her progress you know that maybe because she has the street profits to help her and like her husband like just that kind of just couple we can just talk all the time about shit maybe that's why but it just seems like bianca's character and how she I mean, obviously smackdown's a better show but just how she fits into everything just feels much more natural way less forced just much like of course yeah she's beefing with bailey now and it makes sense and bailey's having these promos and her responses are good and the matches are good like it just flows much better whereas the Rhea stuff feels almost like Rhea has to be in the title picture so like we need to figure out everything backwards from that and, and that's, that's exactly like, and that's exactly the mistake they made. And when you brought up the point about putting her in a riot squad, it's just like they like so the like the the best solutions in the world, the smartest ones or whatever are off. They're not always simple. Sometimes they can be complicated, but a lot of times there's just like about path of least resistance. If you put Rhea in the riot squad, she's going to look like the Beyonce at some point. <laughs> then it's going to be easy for her to just transition into being the person like The Rock did out of the nation. Like, there's a she's Roman. For this she becomes shit. she becomes Roman at that. Exactly. Point. Like she, yeah. 
Yeah, she would be the. Yeah, she would literally yeah, like both physically, physically yeah. be the Roman. Yeah. yeah, it makes the most sense. So it's and then and then it works for all three of those people later down the line because now you have yes. another like story in your bag that you can just reach in if things ever get stale. You can br- you can pull out the faction thing like they walk past each other in the hall once they're all like split up or something like that. Like these are it was such like a, a layup thing right there or whatever that it just didn't make sense to me or whatever. And it, this is going to come out later in my rewrite or whatever, but it's just like you had that right there. It was right there. Also, I will say, speaking of tension of former factions, the subtle Seth Roman is just, it's just a nice drizzle, but it's just a lovely finish to smack Do you down. See, just, just, just the drizzle of, hey, bro, I want my shot, nigga. Like, it just, it's just such a, just a They're doing a great nice making us want it. They're yes, mad. they're planting the seeds, and we're like, Please. "Yo, we want to see this bloom." Yeah, I, you catch a hint of it, just a hint of, "Ooh, like yeah." I think the real, okay. the, the only question is this WrestleMania or the next WrestleMania. Like that's the only question at this yeah. point because I can see it. And after watching like Roman like be in this position for a long time, I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm watching Roman, and I'm like, "Okay." Clearly, he likes long form storytelling. Seth yeah. also likes long form storytelling. Man. <laughs> when Seth was on Talking Smack and they announced the Edge match, and he literally looked at like, "What the fuck? What about my shot?" I was like, "Exactly. What about your shot?" And that is how you plant the seed. Like his face was so perfect; he was like shocked. He was like, "What?" He, he, he's gonna hurt Edge and Money in the Bank. Like he's definitely, he's definitely stomping on his neck. Bro, that Seth Edge series is going. Oh my god, that's gonna that, that pack gonna be so loud. <laughs> so that that match gonna bang. Let's Rick Boogs real quick. I, I love him. I fucking love Rick Boogs. I'm all in on Rick Boogs. I'm glad you guys love him too. Since I saw him in NXT with the singing, been in. There's I was all in. To say, I, I love him. He's doing incredible. I love Shinsuke's new pursuit, becoming the king. Because King Corbin was king of the ring for like two years. That shit mm-hmm. and Shinsuke is the guy to do it. And it's and it, it's a heating Shinsuke up. It's making us remember what Shinsuke is, what he can do, the type of person he is. So it's just working all around. It's making Corbin angry. So Corbin's yeah. probably going to have a, a fun next couple months, whatever, with what he does. So it's, it's, I, I love I it. also, I'll say too, this is something they did with um in, in NXT UK with like the Heritage Cup. I like the moving of wrestling, like, like trophies to be like not only belts. Like there's other stuff that's important. That's not just a belt. It can be like this thing or this like, crown or this like, like a cup or they have like the ring or something like an aw like i just like stuff it's just cool different like oh yeah they're fighting for that like that's but that's also important it's just not a belt but it's still of equal importance so i think that's hard yeah yeah absolutely man i man like here's the thing when i saw rick boogs like do the um do the entrance for shinsuke the first time or whatever and when i saw him as like what he was like average guy when he won the uh the 24 7 uh 7-11 uh, championship or whatever or european title yeah like when i when i saw him i was just like oh shit this is what they needed he's like you know you always need like a um i don't know how to explain this there's like characters like gold you need dust. a gimmick you need yeah gimmick characters you can't yeah. everyone can't be a serious fighter some of it has to be ridiculous like exactly. it, it, it's wrestling some of it you have to have rikishi like you just have to yeah like, you just have to you can you turn them to... serious sometimes but it has to be some silly shit exactly and it's like basically like you need to have like this like yeah the gimmick that's like so ridiculous it just penetrates through reality it just shoots yeah. through like and that's what i realized about rick booze i'm like this guy is like i'm i was looking at it, i was like yeah, he should be here. Like I'm, I'm like look, I'm looking at it or whatever. I'm like, yeah, like there's a bunch of wacky shit going on. We need this wacky. Like this is some yeah. wacky shit that we need though. Like this is funny, yeah. great wacky shit. Like that you absolutely need because you just go, what the fuck? Who is this? This is like a guy from the '80s, but he's like a, a muscle man with the fucking mustache. Look at this guy. <laughs> like I will say though, as we learned with the Lions, he got about six months. From yeah. Like, hey. He got to start wrestling because Elias was hot too in the streets. Hello, I am Elias. Was banging. At the point, it's like, does he ever wrestle? Does he have interest music? Does he have a finisher? And it, you have you have to take it somewhere. So it was all that kind of stuff. It, it can get repetitive if that's all he ever does. Yeah, that's, that's true. But I, and I and I think the what 
the where they miss with the Elias's opportunity they can do with Rick Boogs and, and they absolutely should or whatever because there's I mean it's the same thing it's a beefy guy coming out with a guitar you know and like yeah. he doesn't wrestle at this point or whatever like it's the same play here's the difference or whatever it's like um with this guy or whatever like you should do what should have been done with Elias where it's like you really make everything about him his gimmick so when he comes out his gear should be goofy and like kind of like that style that he does his moves should reflect that how he gets hit and how he like the way he shows pain like everything should reflect it so that it's just more of like an experience so that you're not even worried about whether you know he's a, one of the greatest wrestlers or not or whatever or even like if he cares about whether or not he wins the match or not he's just there to entertain you with his existence it's just his thing has to like be consistent across that. If they can build his character into everything that he does or whatever, we got a great gimmick guy for like at least like the next five years. Like, and there's a great opportunity for this. But again, like I said, they just have to do it more than once, stick with it, be consistent to actually try it out. And we'll see how it goes. But I think that's a big hit. Also, too, he's going to be fucking huge with kids when they come back. Oh, yeah. A nice yeah. little positive character or whatever, just all about like some fun and music, random weird stuff or whatever. If you keep them positive, oh man, that's and when I and when you say great with kids, the people behind uh sitting in the front office know what that means. That's that check coming in. So yeah, man, they still selling Cena merch, man. Still selling the merch. Pack still going. Still going, W. Taiwan a country, but pack still going. <laughs> uh, and to get into our main event, the rewrite, uh, written curated by the guy CC. So I'm gonna let him lead. Let us know what we talk about today. So as we all know, I mean we're all sweaties at this point. We're all wrestling fans or whatever. If you're listening to this show, like you've got to be fucking sweaty or whatever. So like you know we've all been watching this stuff. A lot of the opinions that we've said on here are things that you guys are already probably seen in tweets from both random regular people on the internet and people who are like close and behind the scenes and whatnot or whatever. So we all know what's going on. We're in that kind of like, kind of like slump season before we get into like the real shit or whatever. And crowds are going to come back or whatever. So like, they're really, really kind of slump. Not much really going on recently or whatever, but one thing has been going on a lot recently that's been catching a lot of people's attention, pretty much everybody's attention. And it's all the fucking releases that's been happening. Like, hella people have been released and like you know some people that i'm like actively been uh shocked about and you know when you first see the releases whatever you're emotionally tied to certain people or whatever um so you're but also at the same time if you're real sweating you know how this goes or whatever you can go like oh okay i know why they would do this person i could see why they would do that person but there are certain things you can't reconcile at times or whatever but in, in the back of your mind you're knowing like okay they probably have a plan or at least you're hoping that right or whatever um so i was thinking Okay, whatever their reasons for re releasing those people, that was fine. But I'm always thinking about what kind of stories I want to see. So what if, you know, it, inevitably it looked like they were going to be releasing people. What if we just changed around who they released, you know? So I, I had this idea or whatever. Um, and the idea is basically, out of all these people that's get, that got released, let's all three of us individually, like each of us, like take you know one to three people that we would have released instead of uh, somebody else and you don't have to say who you would have substituted or whatever because uh that i don't know i just feels like that <laughs> that could get a little mean or whatever but just say like somebody that you would have put as part of releases or whatever and you can do a short explanation why or not or whatever but at least one of those people has to be involved in the main storyline and that per and one of those people uh, th that person that's in that main storyline, you have to rewrite their storyline at least for the next four to six weeks. That's just the minimum. You can go longer if you want. So I'll kick it off since it was my crazy ass idea. Now that we all know the stipulations, this is what we're here to do or whatever. So let's say, you know, it's June 25th. Uh, it was just June 25th. Let's just say, um, you know, all of a sudden, uh, these people were now included in that last round of cuts. And these are the people that I'm going to nominate. Shelton Benjamin. The reason being is because I feel like Shelton no, Benjamin. Stop me. No. <laughs> I feel like Shelton Benjamin can go be an amazing star somewhere else. I did, I'm looking at WWE and I'm looking at their writing and like their trends and like how they like to write characters and like certain things that they're giving attention to and things that they're not giving attention to. And I'm like, Shelton could Shelton and whoever he 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 pulls to the side to work with could do all the work of coming up with something great. And who knows how long that'll take? Who knows if it'll actually take or not? But I know for sure 
he would be a big fish in another pond or whatever, like any other pond, really, or whatever, outside, maybe outside of AEW, whatever, so he could maybe shine there. So I think that would be a thing where it worked for everyone else. Um, and then my next nominee is Liv Morgan. And it's kind of for the same reason. It's like, once you get rid of Ruby Riot, it's like, like honestly, like Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan became kind of like a package deal to me or whatever. And that's because like they work so well together just as like a product or whatever. Like when you just like, like the image of them or whatever like you get the gimmick immediately you, you can see it or whatever you know and like you just completely understand it so when you separate the two i'm like uh what are you doing and then like i'm looking at like the writing and i don't know what's coming next i don't know who are going to be the call-ups and i don't know what ideas that they have for character uh, uh switches and stuff like that so who knows maybe that's coming down the pipeline but as it stands right now from what i can tell they're doing nothing to like uh to like make sure that Liv Morgan can even be successful in the first place so it like doesn't really make sense for her to even still be there so like that's another person and then my last one that I would like to get rid of uh would be Baron Corbin Mr. $45,000 watch right on the arm uh from uh smackdown and it's not malicious at all as you guys know Shannon and i are huge Baron Corbin fans <laughs> and i mean that wholeheartedly i love that guy about you and I'm still about <laughs> so but here's the reason here's the reason we've talked about this on a prior episode before because we did a whole episode about him or whatever right now um Baron Corbin and Shinsuke are in this amazing hilarious feud about Shinsuke basically stealing uh uh Corbin's crowd and Armand you brought up a point about this earlier about how uh, Corbin's been king of the ring for like two years and maybe it's time for Shinsuke to step up that's my whole story right there whatever shinsuke has kind of had like a dry thing for like the last like i don't know probably since you know that where like it started to take a turn after he came in or whatever like it was hot for a minute then as soon as it take a turn that shit turned and it it stayed there or whatever so um i'm thinking like there and shinsuke also was like you know he's not the youngest guy ever so it's not like he's looking to you know be like oh yeah i need all these accolades and he needs to like you know it's not like he's hungry he's like really trying to like knock a lot of shit out so for those kind of guys who are like veterans or whatever, but they're going to show up every week. Those are the perfect guys to like help other storylines and other people come up and keep other things interesting. And I think about it and I'm like, yo, if you get rid of Baron Corbin, the last thing we saw was Shinsuke with the crown on his head. What if we start the Shinsuke empire or whatever? And now if they- <laughs> this is, I'm like, I'm like, yo. So like the next week comes, and like Shinsuke is basically like he has like Corbin's chair out there in the ring and like nobody's there or whatever. And like he gets to start off raw or whatever. Right. And then like so raw just opens Corbin's. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, not raw. I'm sorry. Smackdown. Smackdown opens. Uh, It's probably not going to be uh them that open it like Roman and, and the family do their whole thing or whatever. And then after that, like you see the chair in the middle of the ring. Right. Just next week yeah. after. So yeah. this is. Right yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, chair in the middle of the ring, light on it, whatever. We like, oh, that's Corbin's chair or whatever. And then like, you know, um, uh, it's Corey's on. Wait, who's on uh SmackDown? Is that uh Pat, Pat right? Yeah. Pat and then I, oh my God, I love how Pat like always says like the wrong thing, like every uh show. So like he can like, you know, like uh he can like work shoot uh, um kind of like a um a little message about like Corbin not being there, like a little thing or whatever, and then like you know, kind of does that thing where he gets quiet, where he realizes he just said something he shouldn't have said. And like, maybe Michael kind of says something. So, you know, you fucked up, right? Yeah. All right. And then, but the, it's just, we're still just seeing like the chair or whatever. And then they, you know, eventually some silence goes by and they're like, well, what is this here for? Is like, it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're just kind of speculating. And they kind of, the lights go out for a second. Spotlight hits the front of the stage. My man, Rick Booze with the guitar, slicing it up. Shinsuke comes out he has like a whole like cavalcade or some shit or whatever like whatever design he's thinking of or whatever but it's just like and maybe his music is just like tweaked just a little bit or whatever but with the same kind of like solo or whatever coming down to the ring or whatever and um you know he doesn't speak much English or whatever so like he's just like kind of looking around and you know whatever he does his dances or whatever and then like he kind of stands around for a while and then like I think it would be great if like you know the cavalcade that he has like the people who bring him out kind of like do this kind of like ceremonial thing or whatever so that uh, that we can see something but he doesn't have to be talking because I, I it's key that I don't want him to talk much or whatever and then like they put the the crown over his head or whatever and then he just says um 
uh, now starts the Shinsuke Empire or whatever. And then his music hits again or whatever. And then we just like cuts to like commercial. And then over like the next couple of weeks or whatever, what you see is like Shinsuke coming out or whatever. And like you'll see him talking with like Sonya Deville or whatever in the background or whatever. Um, he would just like you'll see him around like doing random things, but not really wrestling people or whatever, just kind of like checking people out. And then we get the announcement king of the ring is back except for like you know it's either like king of the ring or maybe they rename it for the empire or whatever but it's just like it's a whole tournament to see who's gonna challenge shinsuke or whatever for like the crown or whatever and then like the whole time because shinsuke is so amazing that this him and rick booze are kind of just like trolling random matches here and there and shit like that so the entertainment factor is there but you're also getting to see these people or whatever like we name like Mansoor and and, uh, and all these people like you get to see all these people like wrestle every week to kind of build up to that. And then like, we're seeing who's like, you know, getting picked out of that group. And then Shinsuke gets that person and they can go to like, um, I'm thinking like a, uh, like a, um, like build this building up to, uh, the uh royal rumble pay-per-view or something like that maybe they do it at royal rumble or like maybe it's like later than that but i'm thinking this goes on for bro like six seven months man like this could be like a great long four program or whatever and here's the key to it the reason why i was saying like i don't want shinsuke to talk is because like if you've ever watched like some of these like ridiculous comedy movies or whatever there'll be some cases or whatever will it'll be like the main character is um like a, a goof that's like messing everything up but they have to go meet like the prime minister of something right and that character is like playing the straight man or whatever but like it's funny because like the goofy person's coming up and they're like trying to like do all these things to impress that person and they're just kind of sitting there quiet the whole time and they only said like one or two things i want shinsuke to be that kind of fucking emperor or whatever he's just kind of sitting there trolling whatever and he just like says something random and you're just like so what does he mean and that's what rick boogs is there to to, uh, to do he's going to be the mouthpiece to shinsuke and these guys are just going to kind of be like trolling around the WWE for like six or seven months. That was my idea. I was like, yeah, I'd be fucking nuts. And you know what you need to at the end of it? So you can have Shinsuke win or whoever uh-huh. wins. You know, he's in there, coronation, confetti's dropping. Uh-huh. Boom. Superman punch. You might be the king, but you still going to acknowledge me as your tribal chief. I don't care what your emperor is about, bro. You must acknowledge me. That's next Friday, he said. He has to acknowledge me. That's what you want for being king of the ring. Now come out here and acknowledge me. Comes down to the ring. Think he's going to bend the knee. Stands up, looks at him. Shinsuke Magmore says, Shinsuke kneels to no man. There you go. You get Shinsuke. Oh, my God. I I didn't realize that. I do need Shinsuke Roman. Oh, my God. You can't have a king and a tribal chief on a roster without it being smoke. You have exactly. it has to it has to come to a head. Oh, I like that. That they played us around the Royal Rumble, bro. Like I want yes. yes. Oh my god. Okay, cool. I don't mind this, but I want Roman Shinsuke. I still want Roman Shinsuke. So that would be perfect. Especially with like Roman's new character now, because like mm-hmm. he's like so like vicious at times, they can't trade strikes. Like he Roman is very strikey with his like yeah. wrestling now. So it, that can be a very, very good match, man. And they're both good at with the storytelling. They're both good also at the same time and like getting their ass kicked and kind of coming back. And they can just kind of play that back and forth. Man, that was whew, I need that pack. Yeah. But yeah, that was my idea. <laughs> Shane, what you got? Um so I feel like I've been very NXT heavy today, and I really think I did the war report because that's just been on my mind a lot. But um, so mine's NXT, and we were talking about this guy a little earlier, and this is showing, again, my personal bias. I'm not that deep in the streets. I've never watched New Japan. I just see what y'all put on Twitter. So it's really y'all fault. I don't know. Um, but if I was going to release anyone, it would be Kushida. Um, I think the experiment, while impactful, has not hit for me. Like, I, he has very good matches. Like, he's undeniably a great wrestler, but, like, the character stuff, the Marty McFly thing, I, it's just, it's not, it's not working for me. Um, and so I think what you do is, so he has a match, obviously, against uh, Santos Escobar to win the Cruiserweight title. You obviously don't have him win that, have him lose that match. Next open challenge, you have a man who knows how to have a title reign. You have the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, build at 205 per Wikipedia, just double-checked. He would clock in to be a Cruiserweight. You have him beat Santos Escobar, setting up a feud with Doom, um, Oni Larkin, Danny Birch versus Legado del Fantasma. You have the same kind of triple threat match you did have with Kushido. You have like the three-on-three match 
Um, obviously, I think you probably have Phantasm win the two out of three falls match again with Santos and Dune. You have the two out of three falls let Dune win. I think you can kind of play into like the heritage of each person. Like this is this great, you know, UK wrestlers had titles and stuff. This is this great, you know, Mexican heritage wrestler. And you kind of have this almost like a boxing match, like the the nations fucking with them. They both have their entourages, so you can kind of have the different little tag matches and shit with that. Um, and I think also what it leads you to, especially is um in my opinion, Pete Dunn is like one of the best wrestlers in, in NXT. Like, oh, I would be great. totally fine if he took the title off Karrion Cross. Like, I love yeah, Pete Dunn. I'm, that makes sense. I, like that that all white fit he had for the last takeover was was some of the best game I've ever seen. Like Pete Dunn, the the character, the shrug, the finger thing, the finisher, it, the, the mouthpiece. It's all hard. It's all working for me. Um, and so you set up. You have him face like newer people like Carmelo. He had the open challenge. You still have the open challenge. You can say I'm a fighting champion. I don't lose. Like whatever. Then I think what also set you up for now is if you watch NXT. If you didn't watch it last week, Diamond Mine debuted attacking Kushida with Roddy Strong. And as most of you remember, in the Dusty Classic, Roddy betrayed Pete Dunne. And so now you have that storyline too, being like it's really always been on site, but you fucked me over twice now. Now I really got to come see you. So you can have Diamond Mine versus P. Dunn, only Larkin, Danny Birch, kind of the same thing. But you also have that back thing of like, I really used to like Roddy. Like we used to be cool. And now he's like stabbed the knife in my back twice. Like I really got to like get And You have a nice vicious match. I think that you have two of the best technical wrestlers on the roster is going at it for months. You can do like a submission only match. You can do a steel cage match. You can just whatever Diamond Mine's thing is. I don't know if they have like a gimmick yet. They just had kind of cool track suits. You know, maybe they have like a, some type of match. Of cinematic man, I don't know, but I just think you set up a lot um, by having Pete Dunn and kind of like we were talking to you really legitimize the cruiserweights. You want to legitimize the cruiserweights, you have to make a legitimate wrestler like known for that. And I think Pete Dunn can do that because it's one thing, like, yeah, okay, like I'll, I'll beat Cedric Alexander's ass, but like niggas, no, I'm not beating Pete Dunn's ass. Like, nigga, if Pete Dunn has the title, like that, may, that makes that title automatically that much more serious. Yeah. And so you can have Pete Dunn kind of bring his cachet to the whole division. And you build that out as well. Kind of like I said, you can have him come to different shows. You can have him show up on SmackDown and shit. Like he just has much more cachet, I think, than Kushida had at this point, which is not all Kushida's fault, obviously. But I just think that does, it serves everyone better, I think, to have someone like Pete Dunn in that role. Yeah, I want to see this movie. I want to see this movie because I feel the same way. Like he, he just hasn't. Every time I've seen and I haven't even like been tuning in that much, but every time I see him, I'm just like, yeah, but I thought I keep hearing about this guy. I feel like, like when I see it, I, I thought I would see more, you know, yeah. like and then I think about it. And I'm just like, yeah, but like when I think about it, it's just like he kind of needs room and there's not that much room. And, and there, yeah. every there's, NXT is full. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he faced Kyle O'Reilly for in a non-title match. I didn't realize I was like, oh, wow, like that's just the non-title matches you're getting. It's like a guy who just was in the NXT title picture. Like so, like yeah, like they you really need to be on your gay game every week. Yeah, so, that would be my right. For me, and I don't know if you've been to this main storyline, but Dana Brooke gotta go. I've, I've said it in, in our <laughs> uh, Dana Brooke has to go. But what you can do, because Mandy, I think Mandy, I don't think she's amazing, but I think she does have the potential to be a solo act that we kind of fuck with. So I think you send man Dana away, and Manny's like, damn, I was about to fight for the tag team titles. My tag partner is gone. I need to search for a new partner. She's on the search, she's on the search, she's on the search. The draft is coming up. You bring Liv Morgan over to Raw. Team up Mandy and Liv as the two hot blondes from for, 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 from their factions that split up. I like it, god damn it. <laughs> you know, bring them together. And it's one of those situations where, like, one of the like people think Liv Morgan could be a star. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't think she can improve a lot, but I think she has the potential to be a star. So it's one of those situations where it's a tag team that's serving one person more than the other. Mandy mm-hmm. has the potential, but Liv really has it. Like she has the it factor. So you have them team up. They could win the tag titles. They could lose them. Liv and kind of be like, you know, I, 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 I could do this on my own. Like I'm with you. I brought you in, and you're not, you're not helping the team be as great as it could be. They feud, Liv wins a feud, then she goes on and does her thing. Mandy, I don't really know what she needs to do, but really the big part here is getting Dana out of here because I'm tired. <laughs> her promos aren't great. Her in-ring isn't great. She's got the physique, yeah, she's a blonde. You know, WWE loves those that have blonde archetype, but it's like 
she really served no purpose. And Mandy, like, I felt like around the Otis stuff, the Sonya stuff, like, she really got to show herself and got to shine. And now she's in the tag team with Dana Brooke. It's just like, I'm, I'm not invested. So get Mandy away from her, team Mandy up with Liv, see what they can do with the titles. And then ultimately, that's more so to serve Liv. So Mandy will be serving as a vehicle as well for someone else. But, like, she would get that time to shine and really show what she can do. Like, if, if she performs better than Liv does, maybe Mandy can get the Liv the live rub and the live push but Dana gotta go that's that's really the biggest thing for me is Dana has to go. I mean you're not gonna see me advocating for saving that white woman like <laughs> yeah a few things one yeah I don't know I don't I maybe she got some dirt on somebody I mean that's clearly what we're at the level we're at right now so I don't know what's going on there two I think it's interesting with um Mandy Rose because like I was thinking about this as you were talking like I feel like she her and Sonia should switch I feel like she would be better served as an authority figure as kind of like the hot principal type role. Mm. And then Sonia would be better just as a pure wrestler. Because I feel like, yeah, Sonia is a, actually a better wrestler. So that, that part, obviously. So but I like, cannot I, wait to see her if ever, man. I just need to see it again. Yeah. She was great. She was so good. She's a good wrestler. She could give herself a title shot. Like, okay, yeah. Charlotte, get out of here. Austin, get out of here. I'm fighting you, Rhea. Like, so. Armand, when you were making your point, I was going to I was going to add to that and, and say this, like you you created a, a, a potential for a, a gem in there or whatever, which is have Liv be the face break off from the thing or whatever. And like you were saying, like Mandy was just serving as a vehicle or whatever. Have somebody like maybe like make that comment, not Liv, but somebody else make that comment while talking to Liv and Liv not really say anything about it or whatever, just because the way the conversation goes, then turn Mandy fucking heel turn her heel because look at her like if you look at mandy's face like mandy kind of has like rbf a little bit like a, like yeah. that's kind of so her face caters to kind of like more of a scowl than it does to a smile to me or whatever at least like if you're and when it comes to emoting because she doesn't really like twist her face that that much up when she's emoting so if you don't twist your face up when you're emoting really that much it's easier to kind of look like like you more of just like the you know you're not really getting anything across which works well if you saying like man i really fuck with you blah blah, blah. and her yeah. character could just really be like that it could be like it could be like honestly it could be a play on the stereotypical kind of like corny like white girl thing where it's just like oh i don't think it like it, should, you could, yeah she should be doing what carmela's doing yes yes absolutely honestly doing. she would actually make a better carmela like yeah that's a good point she would actually make yeah. a better carmela but maybe that's why they haven't made her carmela because they want to make carmela stand out <laughs> yeah because she will watch carmela because Mandy has the face of that girl who's been prettier her whole life. Yes, and that's knows what it she's is. Prettier than everyone else. Yep, like, that's whereas exactly Carmella, it. it's like a, like Carmella obviously is a beautiful woman. Like, I'm not sitting here, you know, picking yeah. people each other, but like Carmella it, it has a bit more personality, a bit more like swag to her, where she can do different characters. Exactly. But Mandy is built for I am the prettiest bitch you have ever seen, and y'all gonna respect me as such. Like that is yeah. what she is. Like looks like she she think like she when she looks at even when she looks at Dana, it's like. Yeah, I'm way prettier this bitch. Like that's what she looks like when she looks at it, Bruh. And honestly, if it wasn't for Vince being so old, I would say run that motherfucking um, run that motherfucking um, that goddamn Trish, Trish playback. Trish Stratus, Whatever. that's his girl. Just run that shit right figure, back. That's what I was thinking. That's so, exactly what I was thinking. But now that I'm thinking about it, we need a we need a GM shakeup and we need an egotistical GM to like be put on one of these shows or whatever. Like maybe keep Adam on one show and then like put somebody else on another show. Get an egotistical GM or whatever that you know would fall for a hot lady. Boom, put Mandy right there or whatever. And she basically just like be controlling this nigga or whatever. It's it just man, there's there's that's Armand. That's a great point. Damn, Dana do really got to go. That's crazy. <laughs> I'll also say with Liv with live um I, one thing we have seen with especially wrestlers like recently like with like becky and roman like your gimmick can be ass but if it hits the moment they get that character to click in all that shit is forgiven dog like when i say niggas used to boo roman reigns dog like actively hate him Whereas now he's the best thing in WWE, like by far, he's easily the best it's wrestler in the company. Right? Not, like, like, you mean always in the best wrestler, but be like, people love him as such now. Channing, it's not even he, close. He called a nigga he grew up with the wrong name. <laughs> like this is a, the level is just this nigga is Thanos. It's just like <laughs> And so if Liv can get just her character to click over in whatever way that is. She can be gone. Like, like all this stuff we talk about, like with oh, her character now sucks. She's born. Like, it takes one one writer who sees the vision 
who was like, you know, we should do this with you. Becky Lynch, the man, that steampunk shit is gone. Like she just wears that t-shirt now, every match. Like she don't even like you and you forgot about all that last kicker shit. Because once it hit, it hit. And that's all we talk about now. And she'll probably never go back to that shit. She'll like fluctuate now. Like Roman will fluctuate. Like you can never put the vest back on, Roman. It's no, done. At all. The Kevlar is gone. You can never put it back on. You're either semi-nicest guy, this character, or this character. There's no going back to that. And so for Liv, I'm hoping, you know, she gets with creative, you know. Same way I feel about like Naomi. Like it just takes one, one, one little tick, one little adjust. What if we did this? What if we put you in this? Or what if you talked like this or said this? It takes one Austin 316. So I just beat your ass. And you know, you're Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the rest of your life now. No one, no one remembers the hot the hot blondes or the fucking tag team was called. Like, no one talks about that. I see it. Uh Dana, go check with the other promotions. Just see what they're talking about. I guess maybe I can tell you what they're talking about, and it's not much. Um, I saw a cheerleader wrestle what I presume to be a porn star. On one show, uh, it was it was weird. The girl was like um, nineteen. It was weird. It I, got weird. I'm just going to check out it is right now before I catch a case. <laughs> it's weird. not even going to be involved <laughs> <Yeah>. in this. <laughs> I was I remember watching, but like, is she shoot nineteen? Are we? Is this a thing? Like, what are we talking about? Like, what what are you guys talking about? This is getting weird. Like, this barely legal storyline. What are we doing? Like, this is weird, oh, dog. Like, no. it was weird, bro. Like, oh no, I was like scary horny hours, bro. It was like fucking Wednesday, dog. <laughs> I know. Rewrite, fella. 